you think you're looking at me like you need me cuz but you have no idea that like i need you like mm. i need you far more than you think you need me you know and it, like i still back my claim bro it really is true um yeah, yeah we'll so develop on this bro 100 percent uh I wanted to make sure that we don't get too deep into it now because yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, no, that's, that's a mad, that's <laughs> a mad chunk messy, of the content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what we'll do is, I guess we'll kind of roll in because I feel like we've got a good flow going. Um, um, for everybody who hasn't watched the podcast with Uthman, uh, inshallah, we're going to link it at the top here or we're going to link it down below, inshallah. Um, go back and watch it. And subhanAllah, one of the parts of his story, uh, he met uh, an older Turkish gentleman while he was working at the tire shop, if I'm not mistaken, or the, the mechanic. Yeah. At the mechanic. And um, he met uh, he met the older Turkish gentleman and the older Turkish uncle actually turned out to be the father of Brother Muhammad. Yeah, my grandfather. His grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Muscle memory, we'll get there, inshallah. Yeah. But um, so, yes, so subhanAllah, now everything's linked and you get to see the face of Brother Muhammad on the podcast. We brought him on because he's a very big pillar, alhamdulillah, in Uthman's dream and the foundation. So we'd like to welcome Brother Uthman, Brother Muhammad on the podcast. Thank Thank you, Thanks for having us, boys. Brother Uthman's going to soon be a co-host, inshallah. It's our pleasure. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> I think Osman's working his way up that way. <laughs> Definitely sneaking in. He does more podcasts than me, bro. <laughs> SubhanAllah. But, um, ahla sala, any, any time, boys. Um, so I guess we'll develop a little bit on Brother Muhammad, what, like, what your role is currently at Uthman's dream, and um, just so people can get a nice understanding of how involved you are in the process. Yeah, of course. So I'm... <coughs> I'm co-founder, Uthman's the founder, I'm the co-founder, uh, currently I'm the chair, uh, so I kind of take um, leadership to some degree, obviously me and Uthman uh, and uh, the, the board and directors group, uh, but yeah, so mainly it's just trying to handle the vision, just try to make sure that, you know, everything we're doing is lining up with the dream and uh, like the, the long-term plan that we had from from day one. So v the truth is, even the, r the reason I came back to Australia this time around, I was planning to go straight to Uganda. Um, but the reason I came was just to revamp the team and just remind everybody of like, why we got together in the first place. Because there's a lot of organisations out there. Mm. Obviously, you know, there are millions and millions of uh, NGOs and public benevolences and, you know, all sorts of different groups. Um, but... Like our core reasoning is, I think, what really um, what really separates us from the rest. So I came back just to revamp that whole thing of uh, like, let's not forget why, why we got together. Yeah, exactly. Why, exactly, why we got together, man. Because over time, obviously, dunya, man, everybody gets caught up doing something. Uh, so we we kind of you know wander off a little bit, and yeah. so I guess it's also because you guys are volunteering out of your spare time. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's what makes it a little bit tricky. Alhamdulillah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's why it's rewarding and that's why it goes as well as it does. Mm. Uh, the yeah. fact that nobody gets paid, mm -hmm. um, that's obviously a very, very important factor. Like we, we don't run with any administration fee. Even, so engineering, this element of actually being able to drop what you're doing and go there and try to run the project for you know some months... Um, alhamdulillah, man. Look, it, it makes it, it, it the mechanics are a little bit different compared to other organisations. Yeah. But 
after having gone there in 2019 uh, and experiencing it all, it's it makes perfect sense, yeah. you know, because uh, just briefly, when we went in 2019, we already had plans drawn. We In our head, before we left, we were brainstorming, or are we going to do this and, you know, this is how we're going to handle this and that. And then once we got there, we were yeah. like, whoa, we were <laughs> so far off, bro. You yeah. know, in our head, we thought we'll do this and we'll do that. Without experiencing on the ground there, you're way off, you know. Mm -hmm. So I can see how, like most organisations, where they could go wrong. Yeah. Because they plan in accordance with their norm mm. and the norm there is so far off, mm. like you can't, it's, it just simply doesn't work that way, mm. you know. So after we experienced that, we came back and we said, all right, back to the drawing board. <laughs> While well, we had two plans drawn, got the, just literally just threw them out. <laughs> Said, "All right, Bismillah, we've got to go again." Um, and like the most important lessons we took away from that trip was there, there are so many credible organisations, like organisations here, man. That you know, obviously not going to uh, list anything, but like very uh, rooted organisations. And you go there, and you see the facilities they're running. It's like Allahu Akbar. This is, uh, it really doesn't suit the image that was in my head, yeah. you know? And. Is it negatively or? Yeah, very. So yeah, yeah. it's just very run down places. Um, the condition of the children, the condition of the facilities, where they're sleeping, mm. the food they're being served. Uh, so that, that really shook us. And we thought, you know what? All right. Like, let's go back, clean slate go again this time now that we know exactly what you know is wrong uh so what we understood bro long story short is if you come up with a good project you it just put a figure on it like it doesn't matter what the value of the project is whether it's a hundred thousand dollars a million dollars or ten million dollars bro you get there like mm. fair enough you want maybe it's not going to be quick yeah. but over time you'll eventually you get there mm. that's not the problem for us what we understood is uh, self-sufficiency is like the key mm. because we can send a million dollars because our project costs about two million dollars mm -hmm. end-to-end all four stages mm -hmm. yeah um and uh, excuse me bro sorry oh, yeah. um the the contents is blowing up in my head i'm trying to <laughs> like shrink it down bro, no and make it as um, um as, as understandable as possible and so uh, after we um, we understood exactly what was what, we understood that it's generally the administration. So we, we'll send a million dollars or two million dollars. We'll build a facility, but from that point onwards, don't ask for a budget. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So the million dollars is sent, the facility is all up and running. It has to bang on on its own. If we have to send two, three hundred thousand dollars every year, to cover running costs, that's when things start going downhill, bro, you know? Yeah. So that's why we started focusing on, okay, so we'll build all of these facilities. What's the cost involved? Not just the cost of construction, the cost of maintenance and operation. You know, we pinpointed exactly where the most of the money goes. Like in, in our case, salaries of teachers, caretakers um, and people on site, that's like the main. Yeah. And the second is food. Um, which is why we added the uh, so we we've bought 16 acres so a total of like for the minute 66,000 square meters of farmland yep. so that'll be like heavily maize 
because um, maize is the the staple um, item of the their diet there. Okay, yeah. That's like they use maize flour to make posho, which mm. is it's it's like a a bun. Everybody so at dinner, everybody has their own posho. It's mm-hmm. just like a clunk of, yeah. um, uh, f- what is it? It's like flour. Yeah, maize flour. Maize flour, <laughs> and you know, like you take a piece, you dip it, and you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, but you know, like that's the staple. So we were like, we got to focus on. Um, Minimizing our running costs. Mm. Alhamdulillah. So, like, this is part of the the whole self um, sufficiency, and even the we've been working with uh, a, a professor from uh, Istanbul Technical University. They've been doing uh, ram. They've been working on ram earth technology for the last thirty five years. Okay. Yeah. So, ram earth is um, you know a really environmentally friendly way of constructing. And it also takes out other issues that we were coming across, like um, the heating and the cooling and, and, and whatnot, like regulating all of that stuff. Because power is obviously, you know, a main issue. Yeah. Um, and then construction elements, certain elements like glass is really expensive out of like the whole construction game. Mm. You'll see there in Uganda, most buildings like in the north, mm. they'll have windows but no glass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just you just let it like breeze. Um, okay. Because glass is expensive, and it's not only that. Once you seal everywhere with glass, inside starts getting really hot. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. So, it, it, you know, we're starting started to introduce the idea of okay, so let's start looking at alternative construction methods. Yeah. Uh, one, rammed earth is good because you're using soil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two, it's the only kind of construction method that lets the walls breathe, which regulates. You know, the temperature inside, you know. So just really trying to understand how we can incorporate, use the earth to minimise the cost of, you know, running everything, the operational costs. So yeah, so it's just uh, just really working with, um, alhamdulillah, we were blessed to come across uh, AWF, Sarah from uh, Architects with Our Frontiers. So we just sent her off an email, just uh, our... uh, um, our treasurer at the time, uh, Kurkan, mm-hmm. he just reached out to him because we were looking for someone to do our plans. So we were freelancing the plans at the time, mm. and obviously, you know, you're not going to get the best. You're job. not going to get yeah, the best job. Yeah, like, what are you expecting for a couple <laughs> hundred bucks? <laughs> but uh, so we d- we did a few of those, and they didn't work. And then we approached architects with our frontiers, just sent them like a corporate profile. Yeah, alhamdulillah, they, you know invited us for a zoom call and it, it, it actually developed very quickly man before we know it we were partnered up with uh, jcba oh, yeah. um they're an architectural firm out of uh, richmond yeah. and mashallah man they were phenomenal bro yeah. we spent the better part of i think six months um in the beginning for the first i think 10 or 12 weeks we caught up every week um even twice a week at times and th- they really gave us time man like we Allah sent them to us honestly yeah. Wallah. Yeah. because the, the whole time the, the guys would actually approach me and be like like Mo what are we going to do man these plans you know like it, it, people are starting to stress a little bit like because the, the idea is so strong like we completely believe in it we know it's going to happen inshallah mm-hmm. like hands down we know it's going to happen yeah. but absolutely no idea how you know and I was I was kind of melting a little bit under the pressure because I was like, 
Boys, like, trust me, inshallah, it's <laughs> going to happen. I don't ask yeah. me how. I'm not entirely sure how, but it's going to happen, you know? Inshallah. Alhamdulillah, bro, they accepted us and just started moving on. And these guys were an absolute powerhouse, man. Yeah. Uh, just the way they approached, uh, it, w it was precisely what we were looking for. Because doing this, it really is no joke. Once you start really crunching down the mechanics of running it, internally mm. it becomes really complicated because there's obviously the gender difference so you have to keep the yeah the boys and the girls yeah. separate yeah. and then uganda has its own sets of rules so certain age categories can't mix mm. but all of these kids need to be able to use all of the facilities well, we can't keep building more and more facilities because it's more and more money yeah. you know what i mean so just the logistics of where we have to place what yeah. you know the orphanages are also on site so after school, the kids have to have access to a lot of the facilities, but at the same time, it can't be too far from the orphanage because there's the security element of it, and then the mixing. You know what I mean? So it was really um, very technical. Yeah? It was very very technical, yeah. and these guys like really knew how to handle it. We would have been lost, and we would have gotten lost in it without a doubt. But I guess yeah, that, that that's all a part of the design process. Absolutely, like yeah. And when you learn it in your field, like they are, they they just pick it apart. We get lost in it, obviously. You know, exactly. it's, it's it's not our it's not our field. Um, so what they would do for argument's sake is, uh, he'd say, okay, so I'm a twelve year old girl. I'm a female. It's three thirty in the afternoon. I've just finished school. What's there for me to do now? Yeah, you know, you're an orphan. So well, what do you do? School's finished. What, are you supposed to just go lock yourself in your room? Yeah. It's like, no. Okay, so what, what would you want? You'd like access to X, Y, and Z. Yep. You know? Um, and then try to obviously... Picture where, how, Yeah, why, and try to work yeah. towards, okay, how 100%. can we securely make sure that, you know, they've got access to everything, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, it's under supervision, it's like they're supervised the whole time, and yeah, um, the, the, the land, like the positioning of all the cameras, and... Like we're talking about making bunkers, you know, like because you have to factor in all sorts of different things that you know we don't really come across in 100%, Australia. Hundred percent, bro. Because like Arthur was telling us, bro, there's things that we didn't even imagine. Yeah, exactly. We, we can't even imagine going through that. And then Arthman came here. He's like, remember when you were telling us that it's like much, much more different. It's like I don't have to be on. On, on basically on uh, on guard always and exactly kind of yeah. you don't feel like there's any necessary need yeah. to be you know figuring out exit point and so on and so forth so like I can only imagine how difficult it would be for the, these guys you know and until you experience it you don't know until you know right mm -hmm. so I, I actually felt like a bit of a goose when I first got <laughs> there because over here we're all excited and we're talking about like oh we can do this and like first time in the like the NGO. Um, industry and yeah. we're all obviously very excited to have just naive as hell to be honest yeah. <laughs> just yeah. thinking you know everybody wants to help us you know as long as you want to help someone everyone's <laughs> willing to throw their support behind you 100%. and this and that it's uh it doesn't work like that we found out but um alhamdulillah the reason i felt like a bit of a goose when we got there is a lot of the stuff that we would say to Uthman and Mashallah, Uthman is obviously uh, on a different level. <laughs> you know, he would just, he would handle us. He would be like, yeah, it's okay, you know. Um, look, we'd, like, we'd push ideas and he'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, it's okay. Like, we'll talk about that, this and that. <laughs> and we got there and I came to realise, like, a lot of that stuff was so irrelevant. Yeah. Such a waste of time because yeah. it's it just, it can't. Like, the way we plan 
and the the way like our norm is not the same. Yeah. You know, so once we got there, it was like, oh well, like if I was Osman, I probably would have just blown mm. up and said, guys, like what you're saying is ridiculous compared to what's on the ground there you know but he never did man he just used hikmah he was just yeah Mashallah, it's okay i'll be we'll see when we get there we'll see when we get there just giving them time so that they reach on the ground they see the reality yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes human being you can't tell them to this except when they see it by exactly their eyes, yeah. well there's hikmah in that subhanallah yeah uh, yeah and yeah. there was no bracing us for it and, I, and well, like once we got there i was like oh right because there were a million ideas coming from yeah, yeah. oh we want yeah. this you want he, this, he couldn't have explained there, there's there's no words to describe what you experience mm. you know and obviously every, everybody takes something else away um like we had a group of boys that came may allah be pleased with them and they made the trip for us you know yeah. a really really good group of boys um and so we, when we were traveling in like we got a a, a van and we were, i think seven or eight people in the van it was emery gorkem yeah Meli. yeah Adam. i was actually with some of the boys last Sorry, night man yeah. with the youngins and um and when we'd move man we'd tell them like don't just look see like see what what's really going on like see the blessings that you're surrounded by yeah um it was Beautiful experience, man. Especially with the youngers, and those boys came back, just different. Loved it. Like different, bro. And I, I really regret not going to Africa earlier. Like, hands down. What was your first experience like in Africa, first time? I was beautiful. Because it's a different bro. world. It's a beautiful. Man. Yeah. Honestly, um, inshallah, um, applying for my citizenship. You want to live yeah, there? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even I've been um. I've been slowly like drip system on the missus, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working towards inshallah. That's awesome. Spending, spending some time yeah. there. And you know what's bizarre, bro? I'll actually put that out there too. Like my missus, when I first introduced the idea of, hey, like uh, we should all go together kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, we were G'd up last year with Uthman. We're like, let's take the boys because Uthman's got Hashim who's six and I've got like Matin who's five. Oh, um, we're like, you know what? Let's take the boys and this <laughs> and that. So we've got G'd up a little bit. And um, my missus was like, yeah, but, you know, what if and what if and, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous and it's this and that. I'm, and she kind of, she got to me a little bit. I was like, you know what, yeah. God forbid if something happens, you know, you're not going to hear the end of it. So I was like, you know, yeah. don't worry about it. Was um, this prior to you going? Yeah, so this time? was this was prior to going. Yeah, yeah. And then once I got there, bro, you know, they call the whiteys uh, Muzungus. Yeah. <laughs> and you just say Muzungus walking around Kampala, bro. It's like <laughs> 21, 22 year old girls just walking alone. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Man, it's it's not that bad, brother. No, you know, you can go to any part of the world. Yeah, as long as you know how to handle yourself, inshallah, yeah. and you're somewhat street smart. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. You know, and even with kids, yeah. bro. So we went to Kidepo National Park. Mm -hmm. We took the younguns there, you yeah. know, to see um, the wildlife. And there was this like uh, this British family, man. I'll never forget. They had, oh, I'm not sure, man, maybe seven or eight kids, and it was just like lined up like that. Yeah. You know, for like from the young and to the older <laughs> ones, and yeah. it just hit me, man. Because at that point, my son was two. Yeah. So I was like, "So you're telling me, like, this guy's ten-year-old, and my protected ten-year-old is going to think the same? No way. It's not possible, yeah. brother. You yeah. know, like, and and nowhere in our religion does it say money, or does it say house, or does it say mm. you know valuables? It says knowledge. Mm. You know, teach them." Mm -hmm. Like show them, explain to them, and there's no better way of teaching than showing. Mm. Yeah, like actually doing it one on one. So, 
that's what really made me think, you know what, man, we're looking at this whole thing wrong. It's not dangerous. Yeah. You know? It's just you have to take a leap. You have to go and experience it. Yeah. Did you so end up convincing your wife? Big Did fight? you end up convincing your wife? Um, still a work still in progress, still bro. Yeah. Still a work in progress. But yeah, she's warmed up to the idea, definitely. Like no, previously, not. she'd be like, yeah, inshallah, inshallah. And, you know, kind of brush it off. But now she's yeah. definitely more I, on board. I think when she goes and she sees it firsthand, has she seen it firsthand? She's never experienced it, man. I know that once we break past that barrier, the rest She'll is... She'll love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you deal with that culture shock, though? Because it would have been completely different to what life is in Australia. It is, bro. But alhamdulillah, like we've moved around a bit, yeah. Like we've seen a lot of the European culture, like being... Yeah half Turkish, you know, mm. experience like the European and the Asian yeah. in like one mixed bag there. Yeah. Um, like, and Africa is very much the lifestyle that I saw in the village in Turkey when mm. I was like younger. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, a little more simplistic. It's not difficult, bro. Yeah. And it, it, it depends on why you're going, mm. really. Like, I've got friends that went to Kenya, to Uganda, but, they went on safari trips. Yeah, nothing wrong with it, right? Look, I'm not, I'm not calling them out, but <laughs> yeah. look, when we went with the the with the youngins, we said, listen, look, we're here. We're not. This isn't holiday mode. Embrace this. So whatever they're eating, eat what they're eating. Yeah. Sleep where they're sleeping, and it was beautiful, bro. So we'd wake up in the morning. It's obviously no hot water, so we'd have cold showers first thing in the morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. before morning prayer. <laughs> have morning prayer after morning prayer. Go. Othman would take the boys for a run. Um, I'd sit and cheer on, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, and then they'd come back, stretches, a bit of boxing, this, that, you know, keep them active, keep them fit, and yeah. on their toes. And it, it was just a, like a remarkable experience. Well, you know, we travelled to orphanages. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we got there when they're eating, and uh, you know they offer you, you know, would you try? It's like, of course, man. You know, take a dip. It's it's just it's a beautiful connection, bro. You know, you're just in the moment. Um. I don't know, bro. I feel alive, to be honest. That I mm. feel like I'm in my zone when I'm not in my zone. You know, when I'm out of my comfort zone, it feels like when I'm in the zone. And that's why, like Osman, Alhamdulillah, he's, uh, he's he's like walking next to Hulk or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's Long so bizarre, bro. Yeah, we went to these like off the main road, you know, 70, 80 k's off into smaller villages. You know, we pull in. They see Osman's like, oh, Osman, you know, and they start coming and running. It's like. <laughs> You know, we're in the middle of nowhere, you know, but like he's spent his, you know, previous years before he came to Australia moving, you know, doing distributions for different um, NGOs on the ground and whatnot. So it was even in Kampala. Mm. Honestly, Kampala is what really got me because towns and villages, yeah, sure, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand people population. You can know a few people, but Kampala is a huge city, man. Mm. And we'd get randoms come up to the car and like, oh, what's man? Like, freak out. You know, you'd see what's man and freak out. You know, that, yeah. that really shook, not just me, man. Even the other guys were like really, really shocked. Especially one of the, the boys that left with Uthman on the last trip, when they arrived in Kitkum, and like he was crying when he was telling me the story. He's like, bro, we arrived. It was so weird. The bus was surrounded. He's like, one person saw Uthman. They yelled like, Oh man, you know, and he's like the bus was surrounded, you know, with people, <laughs> and you just re really feel the energy, the love, you know. You can yeah. tell, um, and it's a like we're not a, a religious based organization, and the the northern region is not like a a, a heavily Islamic or you know like Muslim mm. populated area, and you can tell they're just 
you know, the love is above everything, right? Mm. So the way they embrace him, you can tell, like, the brother's done something, you know. He's done something to click into these people's hearts. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's because, a, mm. you know, uh, religion is obviously something people share and hold very dear to their heart and it, it brings them together. Mm. Uh, but even when you don't have that, there's a connection there. It's mm. just, like, I think sincerity is what brings that out. And, and that's what really got to us, you know. For you sure. can see there was previously, uh, like, sincerity... People mm. really love him for who he is. Definitely. Uh, so that was beautiful, man. It just, it made us realise, you know what? We're on the right path, alhamdulillah. So, alhamdulillah. Um, and there's, there's another world out there, yes? Absolutely, bro. Like We're, our, <laughs> our problems are so irrelevant, bro. Yeah. You know, I I burnt myself out, you know. Like, I, I really, I, when I came back from Uganda, I, I admit always that I burnt a fuse. You know, I say I burnt a fuse. And it's the best, the best thing that ever happened to me, right? Well, it is. But I burnt a fuse, bro. I came back and I didn't work for two years after Uganda. Wow. Because like, we were <laughs> programmed our whole lives, man. Like my family was in construction. So I was on construction sites from like the age of eight to yeah. onwards. And from so from eight to 28, I worked for money, bro. Mm. You know, I, one way or another, I chased money. You know, we know when I was younger, I was helping my parents earn money through, you know, the building and doing whatever I can. And then obviously once we got older, we started, you know, chasing out and hustle and money, 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 money. Mm. Mm. And once I got to Uganda at 28, I saw like, these people had nothing, man. Like nothing. Like you can't go past that, bro. Nothing. He's got two goats. And we rock up and wallah, bro. We, in a heartbeat, he says, go fix that goat up. Prepare it for the guests. That's 50% of his net worth. You know what I mean? Let me see you do that. You know, we don't have that heart, bro. And and on besides that, just the happiness in these people's face, I was jealous, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. jealous, bro. Yeah. These people had nothing that I had, yeah. nothing that I had. But when they threw their head on the pillow, I knew for a fact that they slept more comfy than I did. Yeah. You know, because they didn't have any of the the ridiculous mm. problems that I had brought among uh, upon myself. You know, mm. but we didn't know any better, right? Like mm, I'm not exactly. beating myself up. It's just different worlds, but. You just you, it really puts into perspective how insignificant a lot of the things that we oh, chase are. It's just but the way they sell it to us, subhanAllah, and they just bombard yeah. us with these goals. Yeah. But the problem is that we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. So your uncle, your auntie, your mother, your father, your cousin, your nephew, your friend, everybody's all working towards something, subhanAllah. And um a lot of the time, you know, you hear scholars telling us like this world is a bridge to the next world. And then you got brothers and sisters in Uganda who understand that better than we do, and we're supposed to be more sophisticated right. and more technologically exactly. advanced. Yeah. And like, we can't get something as simple as that understood, you know? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know, Subhanallah. Like it kind of puts us all in like, not to shame, but it kind of like we Almost. should, we should, yeah, we should, <laughs> should kind of like yeah. you know, like move away from what we're currently doing. Yeah, like, yeah, we're absolutely all so caught right. up, like. Like in Uganda, how long do you need to stay there in order to gain this this transformation? Experience? Oh, not a lot, bro. Really, not a lot. A week, two weeks, maybe. Yeah, if that, man. That's why Islamically, that. the advice has to travel, move around the world. Because mm. if you move, you learn. Mm. Yeah. What you see, you, you may get something new. Yeah. Always when you're caught up in one position, like maybe even if you're born in Australia, it doesn't necessarily mean you should remain here. That's a big you trap need to travel. In in my opinion, man, and yeah. and I've kind of shifted my life personally towards living a more nomadic lifestyle mm. you know so yeah. try to live out of a bag for a little bit because yeah. when you live like that you really 
like incorporated into your personality that you don't belong here. Yeah. Like there's no specific place that you belong to. And alhamdulillah, as a Muslim, I think that's like the way to go. Because yeah. that's why the world is created. Packed. The world has no boundary. There's yeah. no border. You yeah, can well travel wherever right. you exactly. want. Exactly. Well, it's true, man. So, um, it's good. It's it's a beautiful experience. Depending on how you take it. Like we were there, and we wanted to experience what they experienced. Mm-hmm. So we weren't there on holiday mode. We were there to embrace, you know, what they were doing and how they were doing it. And I think that makes the world's difference. You know, definitely. And, and it was it was beautiful, bro. If you're gonna run a foundation for people, a specific uh, a specific uh, people, you yeah. gotta understand their day to days. You know, like yeah, the, exactly. And the good thing about Subhanallah, your co-founder. Going there and living the same way that they lived is that you got a more clearer understanding, or at least lived or walked in the walked a mile in the shoes of the people you're trying yeah, to help. Exactly, bro. Yeah, exactly, right. You know, so there, like you were saying, there's all these little bits and pieces. Subhanallah. With I'm just going to touch back on Uthman's dream, is that when you're when you're designing this place, this 16 acre like facility or grounds for these the brothers and sisters who are living in Uganda, you can clearly see that you've put a lot of thought and effort into it. And that's like a quality in Islam called Ihsan. You know, you're trying to seek perfection in in, in, in the way you've designed it. And Allahumma barik, bro, this is something where, although you're telling you it's not really a religious kind of uh, a religious organization, but subhanAllah, there's undertones of Islam. Oh, without a doubt, bro. So well, the, the way we always, um, the, the way we've been explaining at our management structure maybe, is we're not a, a faith-based organization. And we've put... That's actually one of the core... It's, it's actually a very important point. There's nothing wrong with being a religious organization. There really isn't, bro. Mm. Um, but sooner or later, one way or another, comes, in my opinion, a form of segregation at some point. Like when... when it, if it comes down to the crunch, you'll pick a side. Yeah. Uh, and what really drew me to man, obviously there are a, a lot of traits that you know i really saw in him that i loved that was missing in my life but the fact that he always helped anybody like even growing up he was it was never drilled in him that you have to help only our people or only this he was just and i really felt the sincerity when we spoke about just helping anybody and even up to that point we had done a few very small little projects like somebody would approach him it, it's, it's there's some really scary stuff bro like there are people on the street in, in like the north of Uganda right now that have like gangrene like their fingers their toes are rotting away they're sitting on the side of a street and then somebody sees them takes a photo sends it to a man bang 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 and alhamdulillah you know we arrange something and that person gets picked up so we had done a few of those you know small direct little mm. you know helps yeah. and, and like that's what kind of got us into the community and got helped us get embraced, um, and just the Uthman's. Uh, you, you can tell Uthman's experience because I I was like a fish out of water, bro. I went from construction yeah. into this field, just being completely lost, yeah. you know. And Uthman had been doing this from a very young age. So though I'm the chair, yeah. Uthman is hands down the inspiration behind the whole thing. I'm more just. Do this and do that, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. thing. Just try to keep tabs yeah. on things, um, because Uthman's got a lot on his plate. He's mm. already got the whole Uganda side, obviously. You yeah. know, he's yeah. the head honcho, yeah. you know, there. <laughs> so try to take a little bit off his plate. Yeah. Um, mashallah, he's still, he's 
still the main man. Mm. You know, he's the one. He's the inspiration. He's the light. Um, alhamdulillah. But the, with the project, the idea was whatever opportunity Allah blessed us with, we should try to pass that on. So we thought, okay, so growing up in Melbourne, uh, ultimately what were our opportunities? We thought, okay, so we could continue our schooling and take the academic path, right? Mm-hmm. Like finish BCA, go down, you know, the uni or whatever. And then it's a, probably a trade, you know, to pick up some skills and to, to, to learn a job in that sense, like in that field and, and to take that path. And then we thought, third, what is it? It's probably sports, mm-hmm. you know. Like those are probably our three options here, yeah. you know. And we thought, okay, so that's what we should provide. So originally when we got together, the idea of the project was um, a primary school and an orphanage for 100 kids. Mm. Like that's what we put out to do. And then it kind of... 100 became 200, 200 got to 300, which is where we sit today. Yep. Um, but the 300, we've gotten our engineering, um, <coughs> we've gotten our engineering done out in a way that we can double capacity. Inshallah, yeah. So the first ground will handle the second floor. So 300, it'll become 600, inshallah, at some point, um, if God wills. But so the idea was just provide whatever whatever opportunities we felt like we had, try to give them. Same. The exact same thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you got, I remember you were telling us before the podcast, you wanted all these brothers from this from this community here in either Melbourne or wherever, inshallah, that have a trade or a skill set that they can kind of pass on to the brothers yeah. and sisters that are in Uganda. Um, so do you want to develop a little bit more on that? Yeah, bro? absolutely. I think that's a, a great point. Bro, thanks for reminding. No worries. Uh, so we focus more on... Paying sadaka on knowledge, like that's something, and and uh, the reason we focus so much on that is because we've done it ourselves, and we can see that's the difference. That really is that's the point, you know, where people go and they make an, they, they make their own connection. You know, it's not like they come and through us they have to do this and that. Like, come enjoy not only the the area and the experience. But make your own connections. Like people met, uh, one of the boys met a young kid that he just had a connection with. Like outside the, at the hotel where we were staying, these kids, after a few days, I got used to it. They'd come with, with the young'uns would play soccer with them. You know, it was mm. good fun. We've got some very nice photos and videos from it, you know. Beautiful. We'll chuck them up. Yeah, and he just he made a connection with one of the kids that needed his um, school tuition paid. And like that was his one-on-one connection. He didn't go through UDI. He didn't, you don't need to. Just come experience it with us and you make your own connection and now he's got a connection to Uganda even with outside UDI do you know what I mean yeah so not only did he come he tried to teach somebody something it's not even about all right you're gonna go there and you're just gonna you know stand on the blackboard and start it's not that man yeah. it's sitting it's explaining it's Hands you know on, these yeah. people they want to listen to you okay so there was in Kitkum Across the masjid, there's this building and there's like just plastic chairs out the front. And voila, every day we'd drive past this building and this young brother would be sitting on the same chair every single day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and like a week in, bro, it started getting to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our first experience, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hold myself out. I'm like, what's the man, bro? Talk to me. Like, 
this kid, he's been here. It was like the fifth or the sixth day. We've been driving past every day, bro. Just there. Yeah, bro. Morning, <laughs> night, morning, night. The brother's just sitting there. I was man, like, why isn't he doing something, bro? You know? And Osman, like, he kind of, he slapped me there without slapping me, to be honest, because he said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, bro, you know, you know something. He's like, like, you're in construction, you know, you're a carpenter, you're this, you're that. How are you that? It's like, what do you mean, bro? Like, I, I went into the industry and I practiced and, you know, I learned. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like, what if you didn't know? Mm. Could you do what you're doing now without knowing what you know? He's like, no, it's not possible. What are these kids supposed to do? If you're not taught something, you can't do it. Mm. Period. It's the end of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what more are you looking for? Like, what are, why are they wasting their time? Why are they doing this? Without knowing, you don't know you're wasting time in the first place, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. So it's that really, really shook me. I was like, okay. So, what's the expectation again? You know what I mean? If mm. I was, if I wasn't taught anything, I didn't know. Period. Yeah. Hundred percent. The realm of possibility is yeah, there. Is no. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, go any exactly. further than that. So we're like, okay, that means look, we got to pull our socks up and make sure we can bring something here. We can offer something to these people. Definitely. You know, before we're wasting too much time. And there's a whole stolen generation, man. That's actually a really. That's what's really devastated the northern part of Uganda, like the Acholi tribe, mm. um, from the war. You know, you guys. I think previously went through some of it. Mm -hmm. So the rebels would come and just sweep through at night and take all all the youngins, girls, boys, and especially the boys, obviously soldiers and whatnot. Mm. And so between the ages, so pretty much Uthman's age category, mm -hmm. it's almost non-existent. You know, there's only a handful of people that are within that mm -hmm. age category. So many orphans, man. We experience so many, like you go to a hut, there's an old. There was an old man that Uthman had been taking care of for a, a long time. Um, we actually s spoke about him recently. Inshallah, we'll go see him again. Um, but he's so old, bro. He was just like he was on the floor. You know, he's got his own problems. Well into his eighties, um, years old now. There you go. He's almost a hundred. Oh wow! Yeah. And and he's got. He was looking after like three or four orphans Great. that were yeah, his grand. sons. Great. Great grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like that person needs caretaking themselves, mm. let alone they've got three or four children that mm. they need to take care of. Why? Because the father was taken by the rebels or you know, due to that whole um uh episode, yeah. Like this is the, the trickle down effect yeah. of what came after it, you know, because people are mentally destroyed, you know. Yeah. So just for people who want to go that like that are concerned with stuff like this, it doesn't exist anymore. Right, so that all ended. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So all of that ended, bro. And they so they it's a time of healing for um, northern Uganda and for the Acholi tribe, really, for for the Acholi people. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was heavy, bro. Like some of the stuff we saw, some of the things, uh, just the stories. Um, yeah. there, there's actually a tree on, in Uthman's compound yeah. that he took us to, and. It's the spot where they chopped his uncle's fingers. Mm -hmm. um, wow. The mark on the tree, the machete mark, is still there, bro. Still there to this day. To this yeah. day, so it's it's scarred. The tree's grown out, and that's a machete mark is still there. Like yeah, it's grown out. Like so many of these, you go to a certain spot where you find out, like there was a massacre there. It was it was a pool of blood, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's just really understanding 
the the horror mm-hmm. is is eye opening, man. And 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 it's, it doesn't scare you, bro. Like written, there was not a single point. Wallahi, there was not a single point. Of, I, I felt more safe in Uganda than I did in Istanbul. Thanks. Okay. You know, hands down, bro. Hands down. Mm. And we walked around like different parts of Uganda, whether it's Kitgum or Kampala, at all all times, man. We we, we didn't really hold back, to be yeah. honest. Um, and even you know, every country has their own problems. There's also like a an alcoholism problem in Uganda. Um, but even that, like at night, there's you know a lot of uh, drunk people walking around. Yeah. But it does nothing. Man. But that Everyone's if, in you their know, own more especially you know? our country showed the effects of alcoholism in our region basically comes out as a trauma. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah, I was going to say, yes. Traumatized, that's the only way yeah. someone could resort mm. in, like, to yeah. solve his problem, like, you know, to calm him down. Because yeah. nobody teaches because them nobody, otherwise. Because nobody, that's mm. the only option, that's the only things you have. A hundred percent. Like here, and I don't want to talk about it, people use the drugs, this and that. Yeah. But the alcohol, and the alcohol is a local brewery that is made from They make Castle. it from banana, so they make their, yeah. um, they make moonshine pretty much. Oh, I think okay. they yeah. 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 So they make their own stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of bananas. But even on the stolen generation thing as well, it's like, it's good that um, organizations like UDI and stuff exist because, like, not only does it help with orphans and, like, reconstructing the younger generation yeah. that were affected by the older generation's trauma, but it also sheds, like, light to what had happened. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people think, oh, like, places in, sorry, places in Africa is the way that it is because of the people there. You know what I mean? But it's often due to certain things. And by shedding that light, more people will be attracted to go and give a helping hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Th- that's a very um, hot topic, bro. Just being a white person and some of the the approach mm-hmm. that you get, it generally it's super, super friendly, yeah. right? But for someone that's going there and trying to read between the lines... There's so much fear struck in many people because of... So they're not where they are, in a nutshell, they're not where they are because of their own errors. Mm. No, no, they're not. It was it's inflicted upon them. <laughs> it's really it's not, bro. Been dull, it's pathetic yeah. to think that, yeah. really. Mm. It's it's so naive to think something like that. 100%. Um, but then by having the organisation, you can deconstruct those thoughts in that, you know? Inshallah, bro. Yeah. It, it's... It's it's very hard, bro. Mm. It, it, this is actually a, a topic that I personally still struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an this is an industry that we've I've only been, um, uh, I've I've only been a part of for the last three and a half years. Yeah, mm. and I was really naive going into it. I thought like the not for profit industry is it's it's all it's beautiful. You know, it's not it really isn't. Bro. And once you get there, you understand how bad it really is like how not beautiful <laughs> yeah it really is you know what are some of the things you've seen like i said by credible organizations mm-hmm. that they collect millions and millions of dollars here uh, allah knows probably more and their facilities you know like allah forgive us it, it, like it's worse than an animal shelter yeah do you know what i mean like you wouldn't tie your animals there and what you see, you know, the the gems of the planet, the orphans, you, you're okay with putting them in that place, in that rut, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So that's really hard, bro. It's, it, it's, just, it's really disheartening to see the amount of money leaving this place or, or any place, really, you know? Yeah. 
um, and what's actually getting there. So that would that that's one of the things that really defines us because we said, you know what, not now, not tomorrow, not the day after. 100%. We will always, inshallah, be an organisation that doesn't charge its administration fee. And we understand, we understand that at some point there will come a time where people, certain people have to get paid um, because we want, like our dream with our immediate circle in the group is to be able to at some point be able to just do this, inshallah, without having to go to a nine to five. Do yeah. you know what I mean? 100%. Um, and even that we've been working on structuring, like uh, we've got sponsorship um, structures that we're working on. So no uh, individual donation will ever have a percentage cut off it still. Oh, okay. So rather than take uh, anything from donations, we'll have, because uh, we're DGR registered, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we can have like DGR? sponsor organisations. So we can, the deductible gift recipients, so mm -hmm. we can write receipts. Um, and just if ever we get to a point where we have to pay salaries, it'll come from companies, do you know what I mean? Rather than rather individual than donations yes, ever. 100%. So that's that's something we really pride ourselves in. Um, and, and that's something that's really uh, opened the doors for us, to yeah. be honest. Like a lot of people have come on board because they embrace that idea. Yeah, I can completely understand it because you're looking at it, you're like, the money that I'm giving, for example, I'm thinking, oh, I really want to help the orphans, I really want to help whatever it is. And if the organisation is giving that instead to the brother who's marketing the, right, the company, yeah, exactly. you might feel like it's a little bit kind of short-changed because I felt like I was going to help this brother specifically who's struggling in Uganda, yeah. but it's rather... Yeah, so they sold an image, right? And yeah. there's like, oh, these people need your help, you send a thousand. But a little... Like, I, I, I had no idea until I got into the industry that the norm mm. is 25 to 60% administration fee. 60% bruv yeah. Subhanallah like, This is like Mafia stuff man yeah. Like what do you mean 60% bruv What are you doing <laughs> You know What kind of show Are you running yeah. um, And you, uh, a, a story that I've mentioned A few times On my first trip to Uganda So I went from here To Qatar mm. With my family And then from there I sent them off to Germany And I took off to Uganda As soon as I boarded The Uganda flight bro I'm walking past I'm walking through The, uh, the business class And I seen somebody From Um a foundation here I won't, I won't name it But it's like a clothing brand And you know At some point All these You know Larger companies End up forming Their own little foundations On the side Yeah So it was one of these Clothing companies That had a foundation Just I never do bro Just out of curiosity When I was booking my flight I'm like I wonder what business Is worth these days yeah. <laughs> You know Not that I've ever Bought a ticket But yeah. out of curiosity And my ticket I spent I think Like 1600 bucks Where obviously we, Everybody pays out Of their own pocket Mm-hmm. This brother's ticket was eight, eight and a half grand. He's wearing the foundation T-shirt on him. Yeah. We're taking the same flight, brother. You're paying like five tickets worth just to get, you know, some champagne or some apple juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these things have like really made us think, okay, so that's them and this is us. Yeah. So we've you. really separated ourselves. Like the way they're operating, we're not ever going to do that. Allah forbid mm. like we ever take that path of, you know, booking special flights and nice cars and nice hotels. Like our thing is, bro, just go get the job done. Minimal budget. Everyone's paying for their own stuff anyway, bro. Yeah, so 100%. we're not balling, to be honest. 100%. So it usually is pretty yeah. humble. Yeah, no, 100%, <laughs> but, bro. you know, that's what really separates, um, like say, generally speaking, those organisations and the way we'd like to think um, is the, the, the correct way. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, 
when you when you have a certain perspective, you start to attract people like that. There's a lot of organisations out there, mashallah, you know, mm. that, that are killing it, that are doing tremendous work. Mm. Um, especially out of Australia, man, mashallah, we've got immense talent. You know, we've got, uh, like our brothers and sisters are very, very supportive. That, and, and that's why we had so much faith from the get-go. We were like, is this going to happen? Inshallah, bi-idhnillah, it's going to happen. Like, it's, it's not about if, it's just a matter of when. Definitely. You know, we were a little naive in the beginning. I'll speak for myself. Uthman was more grounded. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I was like, man, 12 months, you know, bang, bang, in, out. Mm. Right, 12 months, where are you going? 12 <laughs> months, we were still <laughs> lost in it. You know, had absolutely no idea what yeah, we were doing. So enough. it takes longer than um, at, at, like you anticipate. So it's been three and a half years now and yeah. we're still going to go break ground, you know? Inshallah. But alhamdulillah, at least now it's a lot more structured. And the most important part is the self-sustainability, bro. Yeah. So it's that element is is covered a lot more and we've actually gone off and bought land. We're sourcing seeds on Tuesday. We're going to Shepherd and we have a brother there that he's been very good to us. Allah. May Allah bless him, you know, he's with giving us seeds and explaining how to plan things and the like the irrigation all of that stuff uh we're looking into aquaponics um fish farming mm-hmm. awesome. so we've got a few little projects lined up and on the, the the land that we bought most recently the 16 acres we've also got a side project i won't get into too much man because that one's still on like surface level yep but as part of the sports academy we've drawn plans to build uh, an in-ground stadium so imagine like a, a rammed earth. Yep. So I've actually, I went to Istanbul uh, about four months ago to a professor from ITU, the mm. Istanbul Technical University. Yep. Sat down with her, spoke about like the structural element of how it would go. Because it's on, on full scale, it's decent sized. Like it, it would end up going down 18 metres. Like it's wide. It's like 200, 250 metres long mm. and it's wide. So imagine like a Colosseum-ish, but yeah, in ground completely. Yeah. And with just compact soil, so it's it brings the cost of the construction down a lot, and it's like an environmentally friendly. The seats will all be like grassed, and do you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a different style, and this is all as part of the sports academy. So not only for the orphans, but also just for the for the local community. Man, when we went to Kitkum last time, we attended the Northern Elephants had a game. So the Kitkum, the Northern Elephants. They had a game, bro, we attended, which was amazing. It was a, a beautiful experience. Yeah. And that is that is kind of... So before we went, we had no sports academy, no nothing mm-hmm. in mind. After we went and we we experienced, it was like, you know what? Football is the one thing. So Africa's a tribal place, right? Like m- most parts of the world. But over there, like in northern uganda there's a handful of tribes that are usually okay with one another. like there, there's no rivalry alhamdulillah it's, it's all okay but the obviously different beliefs and different backgrounds and football bro universal language universal basically it was yeah. incredible so people from all over the place people walking 20 30 kilometers to come watch that game and the conditions like it was there was no grass yeah it was just like dirt um the, the crowd was standing on the sideline, literally. So yeah. the, the, the outside of the field it's is it's just humans, <laughs> you know? It was almost like a indoor-outdoor spec, you know? <laughs> and there were trees leaning over, bro. The first time in my life did I watch, did I see the ball goes up 
And the, the guys were standing under the, the tree waiting for the ball to <laughs> hit the branches and fall down, bro. It was like, whoa, you know? Uh, yeah. So we know there's need for it. 100%. Um, and we know that it brings the community together. So we said, you know what? Sports. Sports is really important. It's a good um, avenue, bro. 100%. Definitely. And, and it's a, a way of outlet as well, you know, for people that 100%. have been through... You know, heavy, heavy things. And there's a lot of talented kids as well. Exactly. Basically, in Uganda, when you do your own research, most of the sports, when you go to, um, like, start from uh, boxing, come to even taekwondo itself. Okay. Which I'm I'm one of them. I'm a taekwondo practitioner as well. (laughs) Yeah, and... This man's a a second dan. Yeah, and... Mm. Yeah, and... What else? Basketball. Most of the players, uh, the good one, they all come from northern part of Uganda. So basically, northern part of Uganda on sport, they're good. If there is a sport academy, like sport facility, yeah, I think we'll get world champions inshallah. from northern Uganda, inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess nothing's better than having people that are battle-hardened, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like a generation of people that have nothing else to look forward to than, yeah. you know, just that, that, that avenue of sport. Or whatever it is, inshallah, that they have. They just need something, you know? There's a lot of talent there, but I think they need someone who can, like, show them the way. Yeah. To guide them, and they'll shine. Yeah, 100%. It it really doesn't take a lot, bro, to be honest. Like, uh, one of the guys that came to the trip last time, (coughs) Adem, he, he used to work at Sportsco. So he got in touch with, like, his boss previously, which was some... Um, some Pakistani brothers mm. I'll be pleased with them They sent uh, like maybe A dozen or two shoes mm. um, Some with odd shoes We said it doesn't matter bro Just give us what you got You know yeah. anything It's fine And there was some uh, Basketball shoes they gave us And uh, like Subhanallah Once we got there We found out there was like a, a Tournament A basketball tournament Yeah So we called the guy that was running Othman Knew the brother It's called Bruno He <laughs> also Is a basketball player he has also the group of soul fans like and he's trying to do something. Them. He's you know, trying yeah. to do something for his them. His passion is basketball. He yeah. groups the youngins. He mm-hmm. tries to get them together, practice and this and that. And it's something so small, bro. I think there was like maybe two or three basketball six, shoes. Six. six. Was there? Yeah, we had yeah, that many. We had six. So we gave him the basketball shoes, and he, bro, it was like the excitement. Imagine so they, they organize a tournament in. Mm. They organize a tournament the city, for the shoes. in Gulu City. They organize a tournament and. The best players were given the shoes. Oh, that's awesome. And they captured the video they took at a share to Adam. It was shocking. Blue his man was like, subhanAllah. <laughs> Just a few pairs of shoes, bro. Mm. You know? And, and that's all it takes. And it, like it, it's some motivation for the kids, you know, for them to actually be able to earn something. Do you know what I mean? Mm, for sure. To be able sure. to achieve something. 100%. So it, it doesn't take a lot. Ultimately, bro, My the, the reason I'm in this is... and. The, it's it's actually hard to explain, bro. Uh, my whole life, I thought I was okay in, like I was fairly business oriented, business minded, and you know. And when after I met Othman, Othman would just walk around, bro. It's just so different to us. Like we'd stress and we'd you know get drown in our problems. 100%. Othman just walking around, you know, kick back, got less than everybody else, but you know, happy. He's content. Mm. And it, it never really, I could, I could never really understand. I couldn't put a finger on it. You know, I was like, man, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm running the numbers. It's not adding up, you yeah. know. Technically speaking, 
according to the dream that I've been sold, I'm supposed to be happier than him. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So something is um, is not right here. So you found he's got the glitch in the matrix, bro. Uh, that's the thing, <laughs> and the glitch is it's actually black and white, bro. It's it's no secret, you know. Mm. And we understood later on that we're not business oriented. We've got no idea what we're doing because for us, business is like taking money from here, putting it there, taking it from here, doing this, doing that. But man's very very different in that sense. Like where he went to when he went to Turkey to do the course on like Turkish culture and the language mm -hmm. uh, he worked for some time there <coughs> in Turkey and when it was time to get paid he said no no don't worry about it take me to a wholesaler where they sell uh, goods for masjids mm -hmm. you know so up to that point through the organisation he was working with they had built like five or six like rebirth centres mm -hmm. small or like small masjids and so he went and got like uh, six PAs Six sets for the sheikh, you know. Um, uh, what else you get, bro? And with the Quran and so anything to do with the mosque, prayer mat. yeah, prayer mat, uh, like prayer mats, all of that stuff. And I remember that day, like yesterday, bro, where it just went bang in my head, like, oh, I'm in the wrong industry, I'm in the wrong business. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because the brother would have a problem, just say, like as we all do, right? You're falling back, you're falling short on your rent. Stressing, you know, something so, like we talk about it. He's not stressing, he's like, but he's like, I'll be, I'm, I'm sure I've got to, I got to work this out, you know. It's due the next day, bro. It's not stressing for some reason, you know. If it was me, I'd be pulling my hair out, you know? yeah, yeah, bro. What am I gonna do, you know? Want a few Uber bro, he's just at peace, nobody understands what's going on. <laughs> it's like, bro, do you have a, a savings or something that you know, like you're gonna <laughs> tap into? What's going on, bro? He's just he's content he trusts the process i think that's what really shook us the the, the amount of faith he had in the process Tawakul, yeah. Tawakul, you know later on you get to you know understand a, a little bit better and that whole mosque thing so after he went back to uganda distributed all of that and he's telling me he's like um so Abi, like it's like daytime here it's like uh night prayer there I'd be saying the adhan's going off. Like the, the speakers that I bought, everyone's hearing the adhan from the speakers that I bought. When the sheikh stands for prayer, he's leading with the, with the gear that I bought. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that actually sh smacked yeah. me bad, bro. I'm like, oh, man, I thought I'm the businessman, bro, but you know <laughs> you know business better than I do. Like, that's an investment, bro. You know? 100%. You tell me a better way of spending that exact amount of money. You can't, brother. Yeah can't do that do you know what i mean 100%. so that thing that he has that energy like it's gonna work out it's gonna happen it is gonna happen and it does end up happening yeah. right well well some of the uh, even uh, the guys in the organization they're mind blown sometimes at how it ends up unfolding you know somebody calls him he's like brother i heard about you you know do you mind if we catch up for a coffee and whatever problem he had like it's that when Allah SWT says, like, if you have full tawakkul and trust in Him, He will make a way out for you from places you didn't even comprehend. And the Prophet you mentioned one of hadith, لَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَتَوَكَّلُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ حَقُّ تَوَكُّلْهِ لَرَزَكَكُمْ كَمَا يَرْزُقُ الطَّيْرِ تُغْذُوا حِمَاسًا وَتَرُوحُ بِطَّانًا Yeah, subhanAllah. Like, when you sit there and you think about that, like, it, it's like living examples. Like, I don't know how many times I've been in a sitch myself 
and I've been looking around like, Ya Allah, how am I gonna get out of this? Yeah. And subhanAllah, like as soon as you turn to you, like, you know what, it's all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you you just leave it yeah. to Allah. Yeah. And then it always it always works out. Absolutely. Subhanallah. We always plan, but Allah is the best plan of all. Wallahi. And right. we were born, Allah's designed everything. How are we going to live? How are we going to feed? All our rizq is designed. It's mm. just working hard and being patient. Yeah. But we overstress of something that is out of our control, which we can't handle. You don't know what will happen tomorrow, what will happen the next minute. It's true. Except Allah knows. Yeah. And so if you have that mindset, the stress becomes less, inshallah. Yeah, like every time I think about it, like before you go to sleep, like we're supposed to know this as Muslims. We're not guaranteed to wake up the next day. No, not at all. And whenever we wake up, we're not guaranteed to be there by night. Do you know? And like whenever we continue to stress about these things that are going on in our lives, we get distracted from like the inevitable, you know, the inevitable possibility of our, 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 our you know, our ending. Yeah, right? yeah of, of all the success, I think it gets in the way of a lot of... Um, it, it, the, it gets in the way of the real scene, the mm. real, the, the real game. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It, like the illusion becomes stronger. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. So, um, of something that I would love to make mention of for anybody out there, something that like affected me when I think about it, that affected me negatively in this whole process, is like for anybody that is out there hearing this, listening to this, like anybody that you know that's trying to do the right thing. Like, I got beat up a lot in the last few years for the lifestyle change that I've taken on board, mm -hmm. you know, um, to step away from the rat race, ultimately, yeah. I think, um, just to summarise it as well as I can. And <coughs> that seems really unusual for most people here that grew up in the illusion, you know. And it's hard to see the illusion until you step outside the illusion. Know, so I, I got beat up a lot, man, by people closest to me. Just saying, you know, like you, yeah, like you can help and you can do that, but it doesn't mean you have to stop living your life. It doesn't mean it, you have to stop doing, you know. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to stop trying to progress. You know, but I'm not. I haven't stopped trying to progress. As a matter of fact, alhamdulillah, I'm progressing way faster than I was previously. It's just not visible. Like I'm just. Like the car I'm driving isn't as pretty as before. It, it's really sad, man. Like back then, I had a nice car, and you know, I had alhamdulillah, I had a nice house, and and it looked really pretty from the outside, and the community loved that as you know as they do. Um, and then once we took the alternative route, yeah, the correct route, alhamdulillah, there's no regrets. But bro, it was like. Stuff really. It was almost like I, I changed religions or something, bro. It was a little <laughs> turn, bro. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, man!" You know. Yeah. So I was approached one day. There's yeah, a guy who told me, "You're trying to help you poor. Why don't you look after yourself?" Yeah. The guy told me, and I didn't reply to him. Mm. Then I say, "If I leave him like that, it's rude. I need to say something." Then he came back, you know, man, you know, look after yourself, don't care about that. I was like, brother, you know what? Tell me what what will happen. Just close your eyes, hold your nose, just for a minute. Then open your eyes, tell me what you've seen and what you've smelled. I was like, nothing. Then I 
I say, yeah, that's the life. In the next few minutes, you don't know it's what fine. will happen. Assuming you passed away, may God forbid that. If I find you, son, maybe your family, should I leave them? People will look after them, people will help them. So this is the world. Do whatever you can. If you put yourself the priority in this world, then the world will become something else. Yeah. We're all there with each other. And the other way around. 100%. Yeah. So th- that's something I'd really like to reiterate, man. Just anybody that you know is, that's trying to do the right thing, don't don't beat them up. You know, like none of us are doing it perfectly, bro. We're all it's we're all learning, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm screwing up daily, bro. Yeah. I'm really but as, as we long all as you are. can see, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as you're moving, <laughs> you're doing something. But just the, the the illusion has gotten so strong, man, that even people dearest to us, you know, they they're caught up in it and the the right way is looking like the wrong way almost, you know. Mm-hmm. E- even if you're not embracing that, don't dishearten anybody else that's trying to do the right thing. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Um and, and it, like whether it seems right or wrong to you. Like for me personally, I felt like the the route that I was taking was wrong. So I personally liquidated my assets. I changed my mindset. But that affected the people around me far more than it affected me somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and just the perspective of the community, I think we've got a long way to go in that regard. Oh, 100%. And this is just being critical of our own community a little bit, you know? Mm. Um, don't worry about the rat race. Yeah. You know, like I, I get told by um, family often that, you know, like you should worry about your kids and you should try to leave them something and... And my argument is, present me with a single hadith that suggests what you're suggesting about leaving valuables and leaving, you know, this and that. And, you know, I'll drop my way and I'll pick up your way. But it's not, brother, you know. So don't tell me what I'm doing is wrong. Um, The the story of uh, Musa alayhi salam and Hazrat alayhi salam, bro, that shook me to my core. Like I, I had, I was in my garage one day and I was like, Deep in thought, and I watched that, bro. And wallahi, that shook me, man. That really gave direction to my life because I was like, you know what? I can leave a billion dollars for my kids. I pass away. If that money is not meant for my children, it's not gonna get there, bro. Yeah. Like, you're not as in control as you think you are, my man. You know. And whereas, if you live a pious lifestyle, even if you just try, man, it's not about like none of us are perfect, bro. We're all a work in progress, but. You know, make that move. Try to make the change, the positive change. The kids will take care, man. Allah, look, they're only a manner to us anyway, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's from Allah in the first always. place. Always. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell always my, some of my friends, our kids, they don't want our money. They don't want our wealth. The kids always, they imitate us. What we do, that's what they copy. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. The way we talk to them, the way we represent them, the way we... Like we treat the community, the kids always imitate. That's why it's very important to move with them. Let them see what we're doing. Mm. You're going to masjid or you're going to church. Move <coughs> with them. Doing something, let them see because they're all popular. You can provide for them, give them the whole world, but still now. Yeah. The most important thing is changing the the mindset, molding them. It's the truth. Yeah. And Subhanallah, like there's always that saying, you give a man a fish. He eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, they can eat for a lifetime. And I guess that's the most valuable asset that you can pass on. And that's something I guess you guys at Uthman's Dream are trying to do now. 
with the self-sufficiency project yeah. and making sure that inshallah we can bring brothers and sisters who have something of value something of uh, some sort of uh, physical or or knowledge or based asset that they can pass on to these brothers and sisters in Uganda exactly, yeah. who don't know what they don't know and that's sharing wealth bro is, is it all about money not at all man mm. yeah no, absolutely not so that's that's what we say even when we have like closed doors meeting with like we get introduced to new brothers so brother I'm not here for your money look this is the website banking details are there you know do you do what you want to do but yep. what I prefer don't send me a buck man put that money buy a ticket come down you know experience it and take away lessons whatever 100%. you can pass on pass on a bit of knowledge and believe me it's 10 times better than just sending money and that's okay too send money we need money too <laughs> <laughs> you know but I would much, much prefer people come down and experience that with us. Hands on. You know, feel that, that community vibe. So the, so the dream from day dot, bro, sure, the orphanage and this and that, that's what Uganda needs. But what do we need in Australia? We all, our community needs here too, bro. But we just, it, it's not dollar signs. Mm -hmm. You know, ours is more spiritually. Mm. So we for us, we've always said, all right, I, I didn't grow up in... Um, obviously, we were involved in the community and whatnot, but it wasn't like a like an organisational. It wasn't systematic, but we want our kids to grow up in this environment, you know, rather than getting thrown into the pit and you know left with the illusion, mm -hmm. and then good luck trying to recover everything. Like try to give them a, a space where all our kids can hang out with one another like how else do you stick together how else do you make sure that you know the important topics are spoken of you know and you're rubbing shoulders with the right people mm -hmm. it's by coming together and forming some forms like giving people a sense of community yeah alhamdulillah like that's that's been going amazing our team's been growing stronger and stronger man like alhamdulillah our core group is um probably about 25 people now mm. um which is, alhamdulillah, that's, that's a awesome. tremendous amount, bro. And in that 25 people, it's we've got from lawyers to accountants to tradespeople, um, logistics. So people from different different areas. And it's 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 really not a big commitment. I really want to put that out there. Like, people, get involved, man. Whatever your area of expertise is. Definitely. Like, we have meetings. Um, I, I had a, a meeting with a brother in Germany before I came. And he's uh, a graphic designer. And he actually watched the first podcast with me, man. Well, so man. I, I was, um, the first day I hung my TV at our new place, yeah. I, I set the, the TV up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the podcast, make sure that's the first thing I watch, you know? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And I sat down and watched it. And this brother, his name is Omar, he came down, watched it together. And he was in awe of it, you know? The next morning he messaged me and he called me. He's like, bro, can you send me the link? I want to watch it again. And, you know, he's in that. And the following day, he came past again. And we're talking about, like, so what, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are you involved in with it, any organisation? What are you doing to give back kind of thing? And um, he was like, uh, like, he's like, brother, I'm from a distance, you know, like, I kind of have some trust issues and this and that. Mm. And what I said to him, bro, was, listen, man, like, I don't know what you're doing, how you're doing it. That's fine. Like, you do you. But... Because as soon as I said, like, if, if there's something you feel like you can give, like, we're an avenue. We don't ask for anything mm. ever. 
But if there's something you feel like you want to do, mm. we're just the middle man, bro. You know, yeah. that's all it is. Like, the, even with, um, like, family members in Germany, we had, like, my wife's grandmother wanted to dig a well. And was like, no problem. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, perfect, you know. I'm not digging the well, but I'd love to be the middle man and take a little... Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, just a little shaving, you know, that's all I want. 100%. I don't want the whole thing. So that's our aim, bro. Just to try to be 100%. the middleman with out losing value. Like yeah. and that, that that's why the whole administration fee and all of that stuff comes into play. Yeah. You know, we just want a little piece of the pie, inshallah. Yeah. And you know, we're content with that. So yeah. it's just try to give back as plentifully as we can, man. Um there's so many things that I really want to make mention of, bro. But go for it, bro. Um, it's time Osmanabe. I want Osmanabe. So our aim, boys, when we get together, we say, I've been saying from day dot to our group, the aim of the game is to shine the light on Osman. Honestly. Like we've all got including Osman, we've all got our shortcomings. But compared to the way we grew up, mm -hmm. can't compare, bro. Mm. You know, it, you really, really cannot compare mm. um what he's been to, through, like the the level of experience it's just it's you can't compare it you really can't mm -hmm. and Uthman's the kind of person bro like anybody that I've introduced Uthman to I just introduce I walk away yeah. and Uthman's got a relationship with everybody mashallah like sure. Uthman's tighter with my family than I am <laughs> you know yeah. and it's beautiful bro like I, I, I've, I've done nothing I never spoke to anybody about <coughs> you know he's this he's that I just introduce him but he's he shines bro Yeah. so the aim of the game for us has just been Give Uthman, give Uthman a platform. That, yeah. that's, that's all Uthman needs, you know? 100%. And, um, We've seen it firsthand, mashallah. He's a light, bro. We've seen I it firsthand. He's a light behind the organisation, mashallah. He's probably going to kill us because we're all giving him uh, yeah, props yeah, to yeah, his yeah, friends. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Pressure's on. But yeah, that's subhanAllah, bro. I, I genuinely believe, and I want everyone to know this, that where we, as an as a say we're organization mm -hmm. Fair or as, as, as a group we genuinely believe in what you guys are doing that's why we wouldn't bring anybody on for two podcasts in a like in a span of two mm -hmm. months or a month or so unless we believe in what you guys are doing and subhanallah we've seen it firsthand and the way you've been explaining to us and so on and so forth I'm pretty sure a couple of the brothers here are going to make the trip down inshallah. I'm pretty sure inshallah yeah, we inshallah, will I know, the pressure's on I'll definitely go mm -hmm. 100% so like um, I've been looking at it from a from the from a distance and only from what you've been telling us today subhanallah it's kind of convinced me at least i can speak for myself mm. that i definitely need to come down up, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's, it's most <laughs> definitely bro but um like like you were saying bro in the end of the day whoever wants to go and whoever actually wants to make that you know that take that step you're only investing in yourself absolutely hands down yeah you know very, very good point that's there's, there's something here of value for you beyond the brothers and sisters in Uganda or Uthman or Brother Muhammad or Uthman's dream in general. You're offering yourself the opportunity to transfer your knowledge that you can only gain, like, you know, you can only gain um, monetary benefit, mm. physical benefit or something yeah, exactly. you can touch tangible. Exactly. You're transferring that to the realm of possibilities in the hereafter, which is endless, subhanAllah. Exactly. 
exactly. and when you when you when you look at things from the perspective of like Uthman was doing with the speakers and the sheikh's garments and so on and so forth, well, I was sorry for putting out your your good deeds. Yeah. Like I wanted that to be silent. <laughs> that's okay, you didn't <laughs> say it, so it doesn't, it doesn't count. That's fine. But yeah, like, but alhamdulillah, we're, we're sharing this with the with the with the. Um, Intention of gaining further benefits, subhanAllah. So, yeah. if anything, we can possibly multiply the good deed, inshallah. Yeah, the only reason I said that is because, like, that was a big lesson for me personally, oh, right? You know, having grown up in in this system and just really understanding, like, what is an investment? An investment is you put something and, inshallah, you expect to get more out of it. Exactly. Does it have to be tangible? No, not at all. You know what I mean? So, it's that's why I say, like, Invest correctly. Yeah, like for really sure. Really invest correctly. Mm. Like you can only think about it through like the realm of this. Like say you put in your money for an investment, you get 3% return. Yeah. Okay, mad. You got an extra 300, 400 bucks if you put a K in. Whatever it is. Mm. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. 10K. Put 10K, get 300, 400 bucks back in return. Yeah, whatever. You think about it, you're like, okay, but if I went and I transferred, for example, my money and then subhanAllah, the money that I had fed a kid, the kid ended up becoming a sheikh or he done something amazing. And then he taught kids Quran or you taught a kid Surah Al-Fatiha and he ended up reading it every single salah. SubhanAllah, bro. Yeah. Look, look, you, we can't even understand like there's something called the butterfly effect, like something that we do here has an effect on somebody else on the other side of the world. Yep. For example, yep. butterfly exactly. flaps its wings here, goes all the way to cause a tsunami in, in China or whatever yeah. it is that, that that saying is. When whenever we um you're laughing but it's the truth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever we, we don't understand that our we are just like a piece of the massive puzzle that Allah SWT has put on this earth. And for us in order f in order for us to benefit ourselves, what is transferring a couple hundred dollars or a bit of our time yeah. and our effort here to, to kind of see the magnitude in the hereafter, subhanAllah. Exactly. So invest, right? Yeah. Ultimately, like, make yeah. sure you invest correctly. That's, um, yeah. It's really not about the dollar sign, bro. Um, sure. The dollar sign is so insignificant on, on you know, the, 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 in the broader picture. So yeah, Definitely. Um, yeah, inshallah. Well, I think that's the invest, perfect way. Invest accurately. Yeah. Right? yeah. And um, try to get involved as much as you can. Like, with us... Um, so, sorry, just going back to, like, Omar. Mm -hmm. He was... When he asked, like, what, what do I do? Because I was like, man, if you're not doing anything for any other organization, like, maybe this is an opportunity for you to, you know, sh shine through us. And, like, instantly, it's just, it's shaitan, man, honestly. Mm. It, it instantly is like, oh, bro, but that's like a, a commitment. <laughs> like, start going sideways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just immediately, bro, hit me. I'm like, listen, bro, like, I'm handing out tokens. You take the token or you don't. It's it's your call, bro. Like yeah. um, nobody's gonna force you. Okay, you'll regret it. Yeah, you'll honestly regret not taking the token because that's the whole aim of the game. You know, you're you're thinking you're collecting something, but it's the wrong currency. Yeah, that currency where we're going, it's not accepted, bro. Yeah, hundred you percent. Know so it's <laughs> like I haven't got something to gain here. If anything, like this is an offering, not through me, through Allah Almighty. You know, yeah. but this is an opportunity for you, not for me. Um. Because it, people are taken back because it, it feels like it's it's a huge commitment. Like we're aware that we're living in dunya, bro. Like all of our members have commitments, some that are, are, are beyond like what we can imagine, man. Some people have you know a very big plate, yeah. very heavy stuff, and other people are just living a regular lifestyle. Mm. But it's just about getting involved. It, it doesn't take much, bro. Like that kid's a web developer. 
I said to him, brother, all you got to do for argument's sake, if, if I was a web developer like you, I'd tune into the meetings. The meetings usually go for an hour, maybe two. Um, just observe, bro. Just listen. And then what's your field? You're a web, de you're a web developer. We're talking about the website and just say for argument's sake, the conversation is we're debating are we using HTML or this, 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 like a, two different languages. You can just put your hand up and say, brothers, sisters, this is actually my field. So the difference between this and this is this. Bruv, you just saved us a tremendous amount of time. Exactly. May Allah accept your sadaqah, bro. That's sadaqah. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, you've, you're you getting paid, Kazi. Yeah. It didn't take a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't have to invest money. You didn't have to do this or that. You didn't have to commit to doing something after the call ends. Yeah. That was it, bro. You sat, like, you gave two hours of your time up. You made your little contribution. Alhamdulillah, yeah. off you go. You know, Bob's your uncle. And that's yeah. it, bro. It really doesn't take a lot. Mm. So different people give up different amounts at different times. Mm. Like right now for us to go, like it hasn't been easy, bro. Alhamdulillah. Like challenge accepted, all is good. You know, we're blessed to be able to do what we're doing. Definitely. Um, but it is a big commitment. Am I going to be able to do this next year? Allahu alam, bro. Probably, maybe yes, maybe no. You know, possibly not. But we, we're aware that we're all giving up different amounts at different times and that's what it takes to keep the wheel turning. Yes. We can't yeah. always give up the maximum amount. You know, yeah. there comes a time where our dunya becomes very heavy and we got to, you know, step away for a moment and deal with, you know, what we have to deal with, mm -hmm. take care of business. We've got families, we've got kids and whatnot. Um, so don't be afraid to get involved, man. It's, sometimes it feels like it's a big commitment, but it's not that big. Yeah. You know? It really isn't that big. You can regulate that. You can control that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can, you know. But all it is is basically everybody, if we have a lot of people and a lot of people have an expertise in a certain department, everybody can kind of like lean on each other. You know Correct. what I mean? Absolutely, and then, and, and it, like, like a, a, a massive pool of people with specified tasks makes the job smaller for each person, but the scope becomes larger. Yeah. So you've kind of like the realm of possibility has increased. You know, your, your, your network is your net worth, right? Your, your account means nothing. Mm. So like that's what we believe in. And that's what we've been aiming to do with UDI, to build a, a very strong core group. Like for argument's sake, um, I received a fine a few years ago. Um, paperwork from the ATO during covid um, it was like a eight or ten thousand dollar fine. I was like, "Whoa, what do you mean eight or ten Gs? You know, what's this for? Yeah. It's like missed bass statements. You missed like four quarters or something. I don't know, bro. I wasn't running the business at that <laughs> point. You know, it was COVID. Yeah. And like, think about it. Yeah, it's like, oh no, like I don't have ten Gs. Well, where am I going to come up with this? Like, what a massive problem. Like Ali, the accountant of the organization as well. May I love you, please, with you, champion. You know, he's the one who actually started officially, mm. um, and he's covered the cost of everything uh, in, in that area. Day dot. Him, yeah. And um, like, so through Ali, um, uh, Kazi, full on Ali. Ali Oz? Yeah, Ali Oz. So call Ali, brother, like, I got this, I'm freaking out, you know? He's like, I, I, look, sorry, I called him, like, bruv, can you open WhatsApp yet? He had a look at it. Oh, bro, he's like, I just need to write an, an email. He's like, I'll send it tomorrow. Don't stress, all done. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> like, what a problem, yeah, bro. Yeah. Imagine if I didn't know anyone, yeah. Yeah. Bro, just out. dig a hole and jump in it. Because yeah. you know? in, in, in that moment, when you don't have, bro, it's like, Allah, but now what? 
but you know somebody, bro. Yeah, bro. He's dealt with. He deals with it on a daily, day basis. Yeah. You know, he's like, bro, just relax. He's like, I'll write an email tomorrow, yeah. and they'll retract it. You know, it's not a problem. So it's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah. Thanks. So we've been looking to build a team of teachers. Alhamdulillah, we've got a lot of teachers on board. A lot of oh, our yeah. youngins, the guys from our socials group, like. Uh, most of them ended up becoming teachers, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in different areas. And the psychologists as well, we have uh, awesome. many. We, yeah, exactly. Alhamdulillah, like our, our group has become, you know, mm-hmm. richer and richer as we're getting, you know, more and more people latching on. Uh, different levels of contribution, bro. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. about coming in, paying the sadaqah on your knowledge. You know, what's your area? Just say, bro, I'll, you know, this is my contribution. Yeah, facts. We've got a teacher here. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that's another part <laughs> yeah. of the school program that we wanted to so say. Othman always talks about when he left Uganda and he went to Turkey for the first time, like step foot out of Uganda. He's like, that's when I grew. That's when I really grew. When I had something to compare what I was living, all of a sudden when you've got something to compare to, it's like that's when you can really start moving, bro. Yeah. Um, so we'd, we love the idea of sending teachers from here, inshallah, at some point, you know, once we um, develop a little bit more. Uh, try to have some programs to send some teachers from there over here for a couple of months, uh, you know, some exchange programs. So that's the dream, bro. On the long run, it's to be able to really make like a, a communal connection. Definitely. It's not just on an individual level or even organisational. Like try to connect the communities. You know, we proud us, uh, ourselves in being able to connect with everybody, right? Mm. As Muslim, like we can relate to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um so just really work on that, inshallah. I invite everybody to come on and um, do whatever you can. Donate your time, you know. Donate resources, whatever you can. Like we're, we've we haven't officially kicked off. Uh, we're working on putting together three campaigns, man. Collecting uh, books for the the school um, and the library. Um, collecting power tools for the sports academy. Yep. Um, and what was the third one I swung over? Tools, books, and uh, electronics. So for like the uh, computer laboratory mm. and this and that. So we really want to incorporate um, some of our learning here with there because th- they obviously don't have any technology-based education mm. um, in the north. In Kampala and that they do, obviously. But in the north, they don't have computer labs or, you know, like any... Uh, training or and they know, start learning computer when they're in high school, maybe in senior four. That's when senior two, three. They start having chance just at school, seven, not I even from seven home. year eight. So uh, then they're only exposed to it for like thirty minutes a yeah, every four days or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So we want to try to incorporate that to make mm. that a bit more of a thing. Yeah, um, of So we've got like th- those three programs that we we haven't officially kicked off yet, bro. Because the truth is, we're kind of short on. Um, we're kind of short on manpower, ultimately. Because, mm. like we said, we we don't put any pressure on anybody in the organisation. Because we've all got things we're dealing with. People have full-time jobs, plus families, plus commitments, and, you know, so it's it's not easy. So that's why the more of us, the stronger we are, because it, it gives a bit more leverage for other people to be able to dip in and out you know, like we've got brothers, for argument's sake, that usually when we need help, we generally don't advertise, bro. We've got, you know, our immediate group of brothers that will approach and say, bro, how you doing? You know, this is what we need. Mm. Like, how, how you doing at this time? 
And the brother that, you know, maybe dropped 20 grand last time, yeah. he's not in the same position this time, you know? So there's no such expectation. Like, we just make the approach, bro, how you doing? He's like, not a good time, Kazi. Alhamdulillah, bro, no problem. You mm. know what I mean? So we understand it's not only, not just the money, mm. but your time is equivalently important, you know? True. So, you, you know, what the, the level of commitment you can put in today is not the same as maybe three months later. You know, 100%. Because you're doing something, you take your kids to soccer or this or that. Look, people have commitments of all sorts. Yeah, so it's it's no pressure. So we need more people so we can afford to lighten the load of everybody else. Understandable. You bro. know, 100%. Bigger pool of people. Exactly. It bro. makes it a bigger pool of people. 100%. That's it, bro. No, it, it gives us a bit more of a luxury of, you know, having to step away and, and deal with our, our, our worldly stuff without feeling like we're letting the organization or anybody else. 100%. Think, you know? Um, I guess this is where we'll ask you how specifically can people get in contact with you guys in order for them to be able to go ahead with That's a Great question bro socials is probably the, the, the best point our website uh, we've been working on uh, we, we have a meeting this week coming inshallah to we want to finalise the website make sure everything's working we still have just a heads up we still have a, uh, an issue with our payment processing the website so we're, st we're still working on a few things yeah um the best way to get in touch with us is uh email us or through the socials a website as well but yeah. um the website is still under construction we'll link so that down below yeah, inshallah, inshallah and we'll push it on awesome. our socials but yeah jazakallah khairan for coming on everybody thanks for having but us but like honestly guys if you have any parting words is there anything you'd like to say just before we leave inshallah very much Muhammad has mentioned everything. The only thing I'll say to our dear listeners outside there, inshallah, you, they should get involved. And like, Ferdikum, uh, Ferdikum page and follow it. And jump on the EDI website as well, our page, and follow it. And support us as well to make the dreams come true. For sure. Perfect way to end it. Jazakallah khairan, akhi. Yeah, I'll probably just second that, bro, to be honest. And um, just, like, from my experience in the last few years, it doesn't have to be through us, man. Just uh, throw yourself, uh, become a part of something, you know? Yeah. Because when we die and, you know, we stand in front of the Creator, the Almighty, the first question is, what did you do for the community? You know, before you start answering for yourself, bro, you answer for, what did you do for the community? So I think... People should um, really try to snap out of it and do whatever they can, man. And not just for us. I'm just saying, get involved in the community, man. Make sure, like you're doing your little part to sh make sure that the the next generation. We're just passing the bat. We're just passing the baton, yeah. It's yeah. like a relay, cuz. Mm -mm. So let's make sure we can pass the baton on as as firmly as we possibly can. Try to get involved. Like the community doesn't lose when you don't contribute, man. You're losing. Exactly. Make sure you, you know. You get involved one way or another. Um, boys, I really appreciate you guys having us on, honestly. It's our pleasure, bro. I, mean, I, I love you, please, with you guys. I, like, I love the work you guys do. Um, and I really didn't think we were going to make it, hmm. with all honesty. Because, hmm. uh, like, this morning. like, as aforementioned, Uthman was here not long ago. Mm -hmm. um, but because we're going to go to Uganda, and, like, we don't really have a whole lot of content out there at the mm, moment. Yeah. Um, so you guys get really gave us a, a very good platform to be able to talk about the project. Um, may Allah be pleased with all yeah, of you. Like and you may said Allah help me. us all. 
and keep us steadfast. Inshallah, inshallah bro. Inshallah. Like you said, bro, little little piece. Everyone does their piece. Inshallah, bro. That's we'll it, get bro, we'll exactly. get wherever we need to it's go. A, it's, it's a sadaka, biggest sadaka you've done. For spreading yeah. the words outside yes. there, how yes. many people will be watching? Alhamdulillah, is the biggest one so far. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala keep pushing it. Inshallah. Amen, this is uh, obviously our, like Uthman's uh, become a bit of a pro now. It's his second time round, but for me, it's all well you done very Th- well. Thank you for America. setting the atmosphere. I've felt very, very comfortable, man. Um, yeah. At well, first, when I was kind of nervous, but I saw, felt at home. And Uthman said that to me. Yeah, and yeah. the boys themselves, the smile on the face, yeah, exactly. I felt at home. We're so but, happy yeah. to have you guys, bro. Anytime, inshallah, like we said, you have uh, all of our details. Anytime you need anything, inshallah, we're here for you guys. We'll wrap it up here, inshallah. We're going to continue the conversation offside, outside the podcast. Offside the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. World Cup's getting to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget offside. to share this podcast, inshallah, because we want to spread the word and most definitely help out with Uthman's dream. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>